Hey folks, this is Hampton here. I know that Dave and I tend to joke a lot about suicide and uh, make a lot of lighthearted jokes, but honestly, if you're having any sort of trouble, we would recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they do amazing work. They they really um, will talk with you. And so we, we just hope that, you know, you have fun here at the pod, but if you're ever having truly deep suicidal thoughts, that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. We love you. We want you to take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Dave, I got some new weed. Okay. Yeah, man. And I don't know if you've ever smoked weed, but it gets you pretty high. <laughs> and well, I don't know if I'm ready to dip my toes in lake marijuana. Yeah. Dave, I've been no, getting pretty wet with crack and meth alone. It's definitely much more potent than cocaine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Do you snort weed? I've been fucking up. You put it in your butt if you want. Okay, you fuck it, it for sure. Weed's all about what you want. <laughs> wow, you're you making can put a it good anywhere. Pitch. You know what? I'm a virgin loser who's never tried anything. I'll try it. You should try weed. Okay. The best part about it is that it's a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to hell right after. Yeah. That's the gate. Yeah, it's Heaven's Gate. Weed? Heaven's Gateway. <laughs> you smoke weed, you join Heaven's Gate. What is your pitch here? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some new weed. Yeah, no. Okay, so I got this new weed. Okay. And I have been sleeping like a maniac, literally. Like, I will... I guess I roll around a lot in my sleep anyway, but I've been waking up okay. with my fucking comforter destroyed. <laughs> just like... Sm- Sweat like, through? No, just like in a crumpled cum? ball in the middle. Yeah, in a crumpled <laughs> cum ball. It, so you're having kind of like unrestful sleep. I'm like kicking my legs all night. Yeah. A long time. So it's the weed? Yeah. I. It's the only thing that's changed. No, what about your parents? What if it's that? Oh, they did die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe that's shit. it. Maybe you should uh, deal uh, with that <laughs> before you start kicking the shit out of your comforters. By the way, I'm Dave Ross. I'm Hampton Young. And this is Suicide Buddies, a podcast where we talk about podcast. <laughs> oh, you idiot. <laughs> where we go, God. Yeah, it's a podcast about I'm sorry, my health. parents fucking died. So yeah, I yeah talk we're done weird. with that. We're done with that. No. Whoa. You're not, you should be this... nice to me. My parents died. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, so. Me this is a mental health podcast. We talk about suicide and all that. I'm trying to get it out of the way so we can get back to this interesting weed story. We, this is about suicide. We will talk about one suicide in history later. Dave's got a very important issue about the weed I also he's think- advocating. I think. <laughs> uh- uh, Does it makes him live out his spousal abuse fantasies? Oh my God! What? Yeah. Um, what are you trying to say? What a weird riff. So, do you like uh, it? No, no, no. I just it, I. It was just something I realized very recently that that's probably the reason because it's the only thing that's really <laughs> yeah. changed in my life. Um, it's only been the past three days, and I've just been like kicking the fuck out of my bed and my comforter because of this goddamn weed. And I don't know about you, but generally me with weed, it makes me chill. And, 
wow. Yeah, I don't know. Just a weird thing that's happening to me. That's all. Where I'm was, not advocating where, for it. Don't che- smoke this weed. <laughs> Cheech and Chong never warned us. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob never warned us. It's weed, cr- the Silent Bob killer. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, the weed is called bed kicker. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama bed kicker. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's how you know Um, it's good. Well, man, uh, yeah, Cheech and Chong never did a whole lot. Hey, man. Ever thrash my bed? You thrash? Yeah, it was all like, I'm hungry. Yeah, dude. Those the police were so don't funny. catch me. Oh man, you know what I especially loved about those movies? <laughs> the laziest humor. When they would fucking smoke weed and then get really hungry, <laughs> <laughs> then they would have to oh, eat a bunch man. of food. It's crazy how much food I'm about to eat, man. The craziest part was when they made a sequel and the story was super different from the first movie. <laughs> yeah, they made a couple. I remember like the fifth one. They were just conquistadors, where it was kind of like, and the conquistadors smoke weed. Yeah. There was one called Nice Dreams where they sold weed out of an ice cream truck, and then at the end you find out the whole movie was a dream, and you're like, what? Why? Damn, really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty solid. Dude, I, re- I remember playing um, Super Mario Brothers 2, yeah. and it ends with it being a dream, and I fucking, me and my brother, we like threw our controllers. We were so mad. <laughs> we never even had that concept before, but it was just like, what the fuck? So you're saying it didn't happen. That's really weird that they even added that because, like, isn't it pretty obvious that those are all not real? (laughs) Dave, Dave, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you want to back down here? Whoa, you're saying saying that plumber doesn't smash turtles with his brother? I'm not saying that definitely. I'm just saying... If I gather I the that. evidence, I agree with that view that you hire two plumbers and they show up and they're just whipping turtle shells at each other. <laughs> You're like, what? And then they start smashing shit into the ground. They're like, that's a Goomba. I'm smashing a Goomba. They're very on the nose describing their life. <laughs> this is a Goomba and we fight them. Uh, no, Mario Brothers. I think it would be weird if I called two plumbers. <laughs> Wait, aren't there like companies that are like Five Dads Moving Company? We're Five Dads. Yeah, but never plumbers. Yeah, you're right. It's a solo yeah. job. Look it's, at my shit slave. They only need one. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> you're my shit they slave. They only need one guy to clean the shit. Holy shit. At least I do. I don't have that much shit. Well, the point I'm trying to make here, which you might not know, is Super Mario Brothers 2 is just like Nintendo got greedy very early on. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, Mario Brothers is very successful. Let's take this other video game yeah. and just repackage it as a Mario. Th- what was thing. the original game called? Do you know? Uh, yeah, it was called Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Halo One was different. Yeah, it was Halo. That, that was called Street Fighter. That's for all the video game nerds out there who are listening to this podcast, guys. We love uh, everyone who listens to this podcast. We love all the people who've been uh, joining up with the uh, Patreon episodes. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. Man, can I tell you, we got some really funny bonus episodes up there. <laughs> the bonus episodes yeah, have a new fun. version of our theme song, which is made by Coco Hames. You can get her album on Merge Records. It's self-titled. Yeah, I've been thinking of some weird <laughs> content we could put up there with the extra bonus content. Dick pics? <laughs> Dave, no. <laughs> You know what's funny is no one mansplaining ever... should we mansplain some stuff? <laughs> I manspreaded my dick pics. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually always sit with my legs close together, but I have so many dick pics that I take up ten seats on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many briefcases full of dick pics. 
I think like one early on photo that got taken of me while I was naked. Uh, what? As an adult. What? You've never had someone take your photo while being naked? I mean, I guess, but. All right. Well, here's just one my that happened family. To me. <laughs> 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 that is doesn't funny. count. That every family thinks it's totally okay to be like, here's my six year old naked son. Yeah. On the wall. Look at it. Look at it now. It's not weird. I took it. It's the only photo that's not in a frame. <laughs> nah, anyway, I was going to tell some dumb story about it. You uh, can tell your dumb story. Uh, actually, more than that, I really wanted to uh, get it in in the first half. Yeah, going get it on. in. <laughs> All right, fuck you. Great. <laughs> Quick shout out to your tour you're going to do. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you helping me promote that so much, by the way. It's really nice. Absolutely. There's um, really no other reason to have this podcast <laughs> than to help us. <laughs> I know we both get a hundred bucks a month from the Patreon. <laughs> Dude, the Patreon's gonna become more but, uh, after you said that. I'm but, telling uh, you. I do know if some cities really like us. So I Hell think yeah, it's good dude. to promote. Antwerp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I, uh, Vatican. <laughs> dude, we have one listener at the Vatican. He sounds cool as yeah, fuck. Yeah, dude. His name is definitely not the Pope. That's his username. Definitely not the Pope 69. <laughs> yeah. The Pope loves the number 69, dude. The, I feel like the also, new Pope. Also, did you know the Pope is Jewish? <laughs> I do feel like I love, grew, growing up Catholic, like this new Pope is the best Pope. I know, ever. but isn't it so funny to even say that? And just to be cool like, Pope. he would be the Pope to be like, eh, eh, 69 is okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just like kisses the crowd. Have you seen the video of him? Fucking ripping the tablecloth off of that table, dude. <laughs> is David Blaine's street magic? He literally thing? at like shut up in a cathedral. Wait, he's brought up to the altar. You're serious? I'll show you the video right the fuck now, dude. <laughs> no, please describe it first, then show me the video because uh, I would love. To. Yeah. Okay. So the Pope, <laughs> he's brought up to the altar, whatever, and uh, there's this table <laughs> up there with a bunch of huge candelabras on it. And he, uh, without even being asked to or announcing it, grabs the tablecloth and just rips it out and everything stays standing. And he turns around and everyone claps. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Dude, I would have so been a Catholic, like much harder growing up for years if just like Pope Benedict II had just done lame magic tricks when saying this horrible shit, like, gay people should not marry. And then he's like, ching, ching. Like, he does the two rings together. <laughs> he just does, like... Dude. <laughs> he just does, like, where's my thumb? Watch this. <laughs> he does, like, shit like that. He's like, if you, do a, if you have an abortion, <laughs> you will burn in hell. Where did my thumb go? <laughs> See the power. Dude, I, I'm, like, I'm about to lose it. CNN, you've actually done something good. Okay. So he he bows. Holy shit! Oh 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 my god! Oh my god! Dude, what I wouldn't have given to have just like a gang of like you know young black kids just like whoa, like run away! Oh no! The black wave from uh, roast battle runs out. <laughs> just Jamar Neighbors, Willie Hunter, and Jeremiah Watkins are like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I love the Pope's just now discovering magic. Yeah, to I begin guess. begin his new career. What's so great is that he then turns to the crowd and smiles <laughs> like I did it. That's um, crazy, man. Well, the thing is that... He literally did a magic that's trick. That's what happens if you have a deep relationship with God. <laughs> Through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Welcome to Jesus, buddies. It's a podcast <laughs> where... 
two men who have dealt with Jesus talk about Jesus in a funny way. Oh Not to be reductive, though. <laughs> Um, I don't know what's funnier. Like, just the idea that him maybe practicing that for hours alone. Right. When like, he could be, like, helping people eat or I whatever. Think that's something you can just do. You have to have practiced that. Hampton, once again, <laughs> he has a deep relationship with God. All right. Something we haven't you don't mentioned have to earlier on the podcast. If you believe in God. Uh, yeah, we haven't mentioned this earlier on the podcast, but uh, there's no God. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we forgot to get that out of the way. Wow. Okay, Hampton, this is kind of hitting me like a ton of bricks that you don't believe in God. <laughs> a white male stand-up who doesn't believe in God. This is my Holy first shit. experience uh, with I have this to go, knowledge. I have to go lay down for at least. Uh, You've never laid down. <laughs> What are you even trying to attack me for at this point? Well, he's lazy. He's no, so he's lazy, anti-lazy. He's never laid down. You stand up all the time because you're such a hard worker. <laughs> uh, um, by the way, I don't think we've said it yet. This is a podcast where we uh, talk about suicide and history and suicidal thoughts in our lives and other people we know and love. Uh, and we joke around about it a lot because we've dealt with it. If it's your first time on the show, please know that. We're joking around because we're cool with suicide. <laughs> we know about it. What? Again? Are you trying? To... Uh, I say that every yeah, episode. What's pro- confusing about that? Uh, we should talk at the same time this whole time. You haven't uh, promoted your tour yet you uh you spastic what the fuck what's happening right now <laughs> where are you going inside the united states how did you just yell at me for like three different things uh because i'm a multi-talented individual <laughs> right <laughs> i bully on all fronts uh i'm going to i don't know all over america i'm out for five weeks uh i'm going to like you know boulder and omaha and then a bunch in the midwest and then over to pennsylvania i'm in new york city for a few days and uh, then, like, down through the south, Ooh. up to Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, and back home. Name one city you'd, you'd nuke. Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> Can I show up to the Antwerp show? <laughs> yeah. Where, You've been I don't... going off on Antwerp recently. What? Where is Antwerp? I've oh, forgotten uh, where it is. Germany? <laughs> I believe. We are stupid. I believe it's Germany. It's in Germany. Yeah. Austria, maybe. Germany. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe in Belgium or Germany. Germany. Final, final answer. Germany. <laughs> well, Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Guess what? So it was in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I guess you didn't win the million dollars. What was that? It was a uh, Regis Philbin back when it was. Oh, back right. when that was a reference. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get it, and I was alive then. <laughs> but uh, you can find all the info on my tour at DaveToTheRoss.com, which is my website. Guys, and you can follow Regis Philbin at RegisPhilbin.com. RegisToTheFilbin.com. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I gotta get RegisToTheFilbin.com. Puts up his mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a stand-up comic now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. He talks about stuff that young people are into. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Did I just say that on my podcast? <laughs> what else? I've said I that in stand. What else? Um, headphones are weird, right? <laughs> that was a 
joke. They're not heads about. and they're not phones. <laughs> <laughs> who come, who came up with this shit? Dude, did you see um stand up so fucking easy? <laughs> we literally just wrote a Seinfeld crusher finisher bit. <laughs> Inside of two seconds. It's not phones. They don't, and they go not phones. Hands. Who are these people? And people are like, they're not people. They're an item that you buy. They're not hats and they're not phones. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Comedians with guns getting dead. <laughs> um, what's that movie? The Defiant Ones. Did you see that? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, the documentary series. Yeah, on HBO. That on was HBO. really good. That was oh, actually really great. I fucking hated it. I hated. Oh it. yeah. Oh, I hated it. Oh okay. The first couple episodes cool were opinion. were cool. Uh, <laughs> I just said how much I loved it, but go on. Well, I mean, we can uh, disagree. What, what, did you, what did you hate about it? Uh, well, I like I said, I liked the first two, but um, hmm. the oh, yeah, it does take a little bit of a. Yeah, Dip like down. by the fourth or fifth episode, it's just like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? You're just yeah, rich. I don't start care. Talking about nine Inch Nails and like <laughs> signing another a band that'll sign other bands. Yeah, and then it just, just got like, to the point where like, yeah, that was like the weird. story of NWA is fucking undeniably interesting. And what the what that guy's name, whatever that guy's name is, like, sure, it's interesting that he like plucked them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh. Jimmy Iovine, Jimmy Iovine, yeah. yeah. After a while, it's just all these bands being like, "He's amazing. He's a rainmaker," <laughs> and it's like you're not even taking responsibility for your own work. <laughs> Fucking, that's what I hated about it. Yeah, yeah. Because his so whole nice. thing, even in the movie, was just like, or the in the show, was like, "I don't take any of the credit," and it's like, really? Because this whole movie is you taking credit for all these people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would say uh, I also had a similar takeaway. By the way, guys, I I don't know. This might be something you haven't seen, but it's this. HBO series about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and just like their whole I guess careers together yeah but the thing is is like yeah I agree it's like at a certain point it's just like I don't know why I make the hits I just make the hits yeah totally you know and then I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) and especially early on I got that impression because he started talking about dating Stevie Nicks and it was very like and next thing you know, me and Stevie were making out. Like it's very just like right, just n- n- really name dropping that he hooked dated up with Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks for a well, long time. Well, it's just like also the definitive Hollywood lame story. Just like, <laughs> right. just like, He's really no. So different. I'm sitting by the pool with Hugh Hefner and Triumph the insult comic dog. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Triumph wants to do a whole plate of cocaine. And we're like, oh, Triumph, but last night we were fucking whores all night. <laughs> Suddenly, Jeff Dunham's puppets show up. <laughs> Triumph and them get in a limousine. They take off. Me and Hugh, we find yeah. all the Playboy bunnies. So then me and the Batmobile start running a train on the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He really is the type of person who'd be like, and then in the 80s, I was dating a lot of Playboy bunnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's really no different than any other producer. But I think but I then just in the like last episode, talks, so I'm an easy sell. Sure, I'm a real easy sell. Well, and also I the way that my HBO was set up at the time, or like they had just switched the how the episodes are ordered, and I ended up watching episodes four and five before first. <laughs> And oh, I, that's the worst. And I was just like, this is fucking terrible, man. And yeah. then I went back and watched the beginning and was like, oh, this is cool. For, for frame of reference, yeah. yeah, four and five is when they're like uh, rich. Nine Inch Nails, but then also like talking about Eminem. And, and Marilyn like Manson. The, well, yeah. no, but the last yeah. episode, and the this last is why I thought of it, 
The whole last episode is about how Dre was a genius for inventing beats by Dre because he's so. And you know what? Like he, I mean, he is an incredible producer, mm. and those headphones sound good. Like I get it. But the best part of that episode, Jimmy Iovine and Dre are just talking about how these headphones are gonna take over the world, and then they just cut to Eminem, and he's like, "I don't understand why Dre doesn't make music. He doesn't make headphones. I want him to make music." And then they talk about the headphones, and Eminem's like, "Yeah, I guess a lot of people are buying the headphones." I just wish you would make music. <laughs> it's like the mo the coolest Eminem has ever been. <laughs> I don't know, dude. His uh, Trump diss rap was pretty cool. You took him down. Trump, you motherfucker. Huh? Dude, there's this. I um, hate you. There's like this, Haley. There's this great. <laughs> there's this great comic in uh, Quad Cities, Iowa, named Andrew Klein. He's so fucking funny. Uh, and he tweeted. The day after that came out, <laughs> um, he tweeted, uh, my name is what? My name is what? My name is Chicka Chicka, the president disliker. <laughs> and I, I fucking laughed so hard, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah. I just Andrew was, was kind of mad you didn't give me any credit for having a pretty good Eminem impression. So All now your I'm, impressions are good. I'm going to double down. Here, check this out. Oh, no. I can do a really good Eminem if he just says really nothing. Okay. Okay. So what you get it? What you want it? What you want it? What bit? Wanna win it? Win it? Win it? Win it? Yeah, that's really good, man. Dave Ross, I love you, but the what? Anyway, I just I'm proud <laughs> that I worked on that impression. That makes no sense. Uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'll be touring my impression across most of the United States that Dave isn't visiting. I love that you needed me to. That's so funny. If you were to book a tour in cities like 30 minutes from where I'm performing, the In Spite Tour. Yeah. <laughs> the In Spite Tour. Suicide Loners. Um, that would have been a good boy band. In Spite. In Spite. Yeah. Yeah. In spite of. In spite. <laughs> and they just would follow them in sync. It's and just, just five separate tours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the most spiteful. Um, oh, Dave's broken. I am. I'm having trouble right now. Uh, it's really funny that you. Uh, like to me, your all of your impressions are really good. Thank you. So you being like you didn't validate my impression is really funny to me. Maybe you don't understand what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> it's me going to you for affirmations. Well, that's what all of comedy is, right? I know, I know. I'm a sick, I'm a sick boy. Man, I joke around up there, you know, and I have a lot of fun, but uh, really I'm dying inside. <laughs> you guys ever be dying inside? <laughs> Y'all be dying. You guys ever eat pussy and be dying inside? <laughs> <laughs> the in-your-face comedy. <laughs> Hampton says that when he's going down on a girl. <laughs> you ever be going down on someone and you're dying inside? <laughs> and she's like, would you please just hit me in the face? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying that you are into uh, kinky women. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's a lot of kink in your life. Well, I think we should probably move on to the next half of the show. Let's seal our hats on yeah, and dude. get into the second half. Uh, Do a nice taking back Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Dave was was whipping his microphone around like a madman before, and we referenced taking back Sunday to ourselves. This week we're doing. 
Lori Erica Ruff. Huh. Yeah. Sounds rough. <laughs> Sounds Lori Erica Ruff. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get one in. <laughs> wow. Sounds rough. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sounds rough. Lori Erica Ruff, take a bite out of crime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it'd be funny if McGruff had taken a bite out of crime. He's like, mm, crime is delicious. More crime! More crime! You always thought that would be funny? Yeah, since I first literally <laughs> saw it as a child. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a sec. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hampton and I decided we're going to fuck in front of Aristotle. <laughs> Guys, if we get more Patreon listeners, we will fuck in front of Aristotle. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, but we need those subscribers. <laughs> Aristotle, um, don't you run away. This is this is happening. Once we hit a thousand dollars a month, we're gonna get as Hampton has written on there, badass Camaros. <laughs> and once we get a thousand and one dollars, we're going to fuck in front of Aristotle in Vegas <laughs> in our red cars. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I don't know what we're trying to say, but what are we saying? I just love that red. That red. When someone gets a red car, <laughs> I have. A, I dude. I do have a dream T-shirt for us, uh-huh. which is almost dumb. <laughs> Dave likes fast cars. Hampton likes red cars because they're fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the shirt. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, they're faster. So why not just red is red? faster? That's why I eat apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember that dumb uh, uh, movie, Meet the Parents? I hated that movie. <laughs> So, dude, here's the thing. Yeah. yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, they had a dumb line where they're like, "Oh, Greg, you got a green car, you know." So, you, you know, intelligent people get green cars. Like anybody who's like, "Wow, a car is a color," so therefore, <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> is maybe the dumbest person alive? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, you have a green noose, and you know what that but I, means. But I asked you the most general question. That means you're just- rich and dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he was really smart. Was re- you can tell why someone killed themselves by the color of their noose. <laughs> oh man, you can tell uh, by the color of their face in the noose. They were pretty blue. Yeah, you know, uh, red noose means funny. love. White noose means friendship. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this is a podcast about suicide in which we joke around about it because we've experienced a lot of suicidal thoughts. Believe me, we've uh, you know I've never not thought of say like uh, when I've thought about like putting a gun in my mouth. I'm like, what if that gun though just had like Pez candy? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then like uh, maybe I'll like kind of like giggle to myself and get out of it, you know. There's uh, Hugh Moore, who you know Hugh, right? Yeah, no, uh, dude, one of the best comedy well, names. What? Yeah, Hugh Moore. His name is Humor. <laughs> anyway, great guy, uh, great guy. So funny. He's such an incredible joke writer, and he uh, he has this great joke about fuck. I even forget what the premise is, but it's about like how the best time for a prank would be when someone's going to kill themselves. And it's just like, whoa, who replaced my razor blades with circus tickets? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, he's so funny, dude. Do you know we have to pay him now that we've mentioned his joke? Yeah. That sucks. I hate podcasts. I signed up for his Patreon (laughs) fucking decades ago. Guys, uh, sign up for our Patreon so we can pay our legal defense for ripping off his Patreon. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. One day we're going to get red cars because of all your money. <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say? Uh, oh, I was going to say about meet your parents. Oh, meet yeah. the parents. I know. I give you the most general thing where it's like, have you ever seen Meet the Parents? <laughs> Dave, have you ever seen, think of, have you seen any movie? <laughs> <laughs> I have nipples. Could you milk me, Dave? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I want to know the paths your brain followed to get there. That's the one quote from that movie. Really? Is, that, is Robert De Niro looking at Ben Stiller and going, I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Oh, right. Remember that whole, like, <laughs> like one of the weirdest fucking lines? Dude. To be identified with Robert De Niro? <laughs> that movie drove me crazy for a long time because uh, I saw it. And I hated it. And it's because... Oh, it's terrible. It's... Yeah. But when it came out, people were like, this is so funny. It was considered a great comedy. I know a lot of people oh, that think it's so funny. Oh, it's terrible. But it, it plays <laughs> so to a very specific um, insecurity of mine. Hmm. Because the, the story of that movie is Ben Stiller... It, he doesn't do anything wrong, and everybody hates him. That's what happens. Yeah, that's true. He's like... He keeps like just trying to be a good uh, yeah, son-in-law, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're just like this fucking loser. Everything he tries, they take it the wrong way, and they skew him as this awful person. And that's my waking nightmare. That's like, <laughs> that's also lazy writing. Abs- well, yes. What the? Um, my dick's in the pumpkin. No. <laughs> just like everything's an awkward situation. But I didn't mean to put my diarrhea in the fishbowl. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, settle down. Can anyone have a conversation <laughs> for five seconds? Any story that's about a person who just cannot be understood no, makes me lose me my mind, dude. When c- characters don't communicate in a movie, yeah, that is the most infuriating. Well, but it's specifically ever, like I, I, it, over years of getting in arguments with people about that movie, I had to realize that I've got something in me where I think. I like secretly think everyone's out to get me. And so when I watch a situation in which everyone, no one's giving a character a chance at all, I'm like, just fucking give him a chance. <laughs> You're yelling at it like yeah. it's the Super Bowl. On and everyone's TV. like, it's a fun family comedy. Dave, um, I've got a hard dick. Can you milk me? <laughs> This is a porn parody. As long as it's in front of Aristotle. I always, I uh, last thing I meet the parrots, I, or if you have more, but fucking, I've always thought this really dumb joke. I would love to be in a pitch meeting for other shit and then just go, okay, I have another idea. It's meet the parents meets meatballs. <laughs> it's called <laughs> three meets meat the parents. <laughs> it's called meat lovers. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, my bits are not good. 
this is why I'm not going on a tour across the United States like Dave Ross is. Guys, oh my God. go get tickets. This is becoming the My Tour podcast. <laughs> you guys, go to Dave. I to love it. It's really so endearing how excited you am about you am. <laughs> oh my God. What's <laughs> happening me, to me? Me talk pretty one day. <laughs> you am so excited. No. <laughs> What is this? Is the illiterate podcast I'm with Dave? Wildly Ross. stupid. Me, I'm so excited. <laughs> Go around the country, eat pussy, and <laughs> salute Marines. I am gonna. <laughs> it's the Dave Ross Dude, pussy salute Marines. How great story. would it be if you like you would and like whatever you and some uh, LA comics came to a show of mine on the road just to surprise me, and it turns out that on the road I'm just like support the troops. <laughs> I just say all. That the hack bullshit. I yeah, uh, um, we're all like I live out there in in uh, Los Gageless. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd, yeah, ooh, yeah. That's what all the road audience is going to be like. I did not vote buddies. for bl- Black Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! In case you didn't know, he was black. He puts it in his name twice. The black blombla. The black labamba. That was his name. Maybe the best riff. Maybe the best riff we've had on the pot. The, pod. the funniest things in the world to me uh, are acting like I'm an ignorant fuck. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing on and it's so funny because like When are white people gonna get their own blackula? <laughs> Why all the blackulas gotta be black? Dude, my Can't favorite we get our own wow. My favorite thing that's ever Wackula? happened on Twitter are the people that said, Why's it gotta be Black Panther? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Oh, dude, I had to go in when Wonder Woman came out. It's like, can't believe they're doing an all-female remake of Wonder Man. <laughs> oh, man, I grew up watching Wonder Man with his little skimpy tights. <laughs> putting his little cute dick in Nazis' faces. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's we- how I felt like when the Christopher Nolan Batman movies came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was pissed because I love Batgirl. You know what I mean? <laughs> I grew up on Batgirl. They changed changed the mythos. Um, Man, I I know this is uh, this is lame, but I I think we we should talk about the thing. Yeah, we have to get into an actual uh, factoid. So this week we're talking about Lori Erica Ruff. Um, Yeah, dude, she was hot. (laughs) What? You said I did not mean that uh, at all. I mean, I don't know. I guess she was, but I. Uh, but that's not. I was a joke because I said Lori Ergaruff, and Hampton said something like, "Oh yeah," and that's why I said she was hot. But I feel very weird that I said that. Oh my god, Dave. Yeah, dude. You want to marry her? <laughs> yeah. Well, she was married. Well, I just thought that was. A funny and she's dead now. And you know she's dead because we're talking about her on our suicide podcast. Um, so this story is, uh, there's a lot to it. It's a little nuts. I'm going to talk about her suicide and then what happened leading up to it. But then like a bunch of things got revealed about her life later that we'll get into after that. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Sounds complicated. Yeah. So Lori Erica Ruff was her married name. Um, she was Lori Erica Kennedy on December 24th, 2010. 
uh, Christmas Eve. Wow, very recent. Yeah, very recent. And on Christmas Eve, she shot herself in her car in her driveway. She left two suicide notes. One of them was a suicide note to her 18-year-old, I'm sorry, to her daughter to be opened on her 18th birthday. And the other suicide note was an 11-page suicide note to, quote, my wonderful husband. Okay. In quotes. <laughs> in qu- well, she nah, apparently literally said it was to my one, yeah, my wonderful husband. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever do something? I mean, I I might have some questions during this, but like, say that kind of behavior, like s- sending a suicide note to your child, where you're like, "Don't open this till you're 18." I don't think so. Do if think I that would ever work, I hope that were I to commit suicide, which I really don't think I will, but I, we'll see how this episode goes. Yeah. It really, every single performance I give <laughs> is make or break. Uh, uh, I would like to think that I would at, at least, like if I were going to leave a note, mm-hmm. how cool would it be to leave it to just like a random person you picked? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then the problem is that that just fucks with that person forever. Yeah, I think but, that'd be, mm-hmm. for comedy purposes, it'd very funny. So funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of jokes in real life, you go, "Oh, that's horrifying," but yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Or, well, no, not make it negative. Or I could just pick a comedian. What if, like, a comedian <laughs> I don't know that well, like, um, send it to one of Jeff Dunham's puppets. <laughs> yeah. I kill myself because of peanut. <laughs> just, I just, uh, <laughs> I kill myself, and the note says to Tom Segura, "I was always in love with you." <laughs> Big fan. And he's just like what? <laughs> 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 Tom and I know each other, uh, but we're not close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I get what you mean. Um, wow. So um, okay, so she left like those there notes. Was kind of a plan there going. <clears throat> but here's the thing about leaving that note to my wonderful husband. She was in the process of of a divorce. So hmm. her name is Lori Erica Kennedy. In 2003, at a Bible study class, she meets this guy named Blake Ruff. They Ooh, uh, okay. they start study. dating. They get married in 2004. Um, Four years later? Yeah. And even... But, like, she was already... She was weird about what her past was. She wouldn't really give him any details of her past. But they still got married in 2004. She was so cagey about her past that the only person at their wedding besides them was the preacher or the priest or whatever. Yeah. That's, like, crazy. Don't you need a witness? Maybe there was a witness there, but every account I found said the only person there was the preacher. But maybe so. Not. Maybe there was yeah. like one preacher, and then another preacher no, was I'm the witness. Saying, maybe they even like try to get around that. That's that sounds yeah. very very. It's odd. especially interesting when you hear the rest of the story because his family. He was definitely super close with his family, and they were very religious. So in order for that to happen, hmm. I couldn't find out the details, but like that had to have been a big deal. Hmm. Then. Over the course of the next four years, they tried to have a kid. She had a bunch of miscarriages. Then they got in vitro in 2008 and had a daughter. But when she had the daughter, she wouldn't let her in-laws, a lot of the time, she wouldn't let them hold the kid. And that, like, upset them a great deal. She continued to be cagey about her past, even though she was really, really... Uh, desperate to know about the Ruffs past, they were. She was even like okay. trying to find old family recipes so she could make them, but right. wouldn't tell them where she was from. Yeah, she said that her parents were dead, and uh, sounds like she's hiding something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and there was a lockbox that she had that she would never let her husband into. You'd ask about it all the time, but he she he wasn't allowed into it. Al Gore's lockbox. <laughs> Early two thousands humor, guys. Is that true? he had a lockbox? That was the SNL bit. Was like Al Gore oh. one time said lockbox, and then uh, I forget who did Al Gore on SNL. I don't think oh, it was who did Will do Al Gore. Might have been Daryl Hammond. And he was just, he was like, it's a lockbox. I'm going to put those plans in a lockbox. Anyway, it was. Isn't it so funny how, like, all, all you have to do as a politician to ruin your career is just say one thing wrong? Dude, you. <laughs> Wait, what? Dude, it's especially not true the last year here, man. Oh, that is Trump, true. No, Trump blew up that model. I, I totally agree. That's Remember, true. We literally made a person not be president because they went, we're going to go to Delaware. Yeah. And we're going to Denver. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone was like, that maniac can't be loser. president. That guy was the was chairman excited. of the fucking DNC for like 10 years or something. Uh, yeah, I can't even remember that fuckwad's name. Howard Dean. Uh, uh, I can't even put that in my brain. <laughs> but I love you. Just fucking went, and then everyone yeah! was like, well, you, you can't be president. The reason that was especially funny is that he said that uh, when he lost the Iowa caucus. Yeah, that so was So it was like, what a, what a dumbass. But yeah, yeah, you could still run for president again, you'd think. <laughs> and then Trump's like literally on TV every day. He's like, why can't we rape dogs? <laughs> 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 like, he's just like, uh, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he's fun. He's, he really makes you aware how... How everything if my really daughter works. didn't want me to touch her, she shouldn't have been so hot. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned this the last podcast, but fuck it, the fact that the news keeps bringing up, well, Stormy Daniels has... Yeah, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I just love that. <laughs> yeah, they're just like... <laughs> Use her real name. <laughs> so Fucky Big Tits is suing the... <laughs> Teresa Blowjob Anthola was on uh, uh, TV today. It's Teresa like... Blowjob Manthalo. <laughs> Believe me, I could not come up with fake names. <laughs> I am truly yeah. terrible at yeah. this one aspect. Um, well, what a great segue back into our topic for this week, Lori Erica Ruff. Um, because she she kept like not she kept being weird about her daughter with her in laws hmm. and it to the point where that upset her husband and uh they got in a bunch of arguments about it. They went to marriage counseling, that didn't work, and then he moved back in with his family, filed for divorce, and then she slowly lost her mind. While there it was only a handful of months between when he filed for divorce and when she committed suicide oh man that sucks but she sort of like terrorized his family she sent them harassing emails right i read all this stuff i couldn't find out exactly what happened but all of these articles say that she there was an incident at a custody exchange where she flipped out yeah i imagine that like she was probably giving the kid to them and just like wigged i mean (laughs) yeah yeah custody exchange you know the super chill place where you give your daughter to someone else yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds easy no no yeah i mean mean, my parents have acted like psychopaths you know early in in a divorce where you have to like just talk to each other you know, about the kids or whatever. Right. It's like, you, the person I fucking hate right now? It's my fucking kid. I mean, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a pretty... I mean, that's that just doesn't strike me as that odd that she'd have, you know, trouble. That's true. She apparently stole a set of keys from them, too. It was, like, so bad that the roughs, hmm. his parents, filed a cease and desist order against yeah. her. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah. And then... So things aren't going great. Yeah, there's, like... 
she apparently was having a really tough time mentally, which definitely makes sense. But to the extent where one of her neighbors said she uh, she would ramble incoherently to them about her problems. Oh, wow. Whatever that's that just means. the most insensitive person in the world? <laughs> well, there's that too, and we should get into that because the way that people talk about her, I, I'm guessing uh-huh. mental illness is really interesting in this story. Hmm. Uh, she also apparently, she would just do things that seemed weird to people, all the, that just weren't socially acceptable, that probably had a reason. Like, she would leave parties with her family and just say she had to go take a nap. And who knows what that is. Maybe she really did have something that made her tired all the time. Maybe she couldn't come up with an excuse. Maybe she didn't think that was a bad reason to leave. Or uncomfortable around people. Yeah, just any of us who have social anxiety. Yeah, (laughs) But Um, something was odd. She She was keeping stuff to herself, for sure. Right. So then she commits suicide. Oh, my God. Um... Uh, after all of those problems, the divorce and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she writes this note to her, quote, wonderful husband. So she clearly still has a lot of affection and she cares about her <laughs> daughter. Maybe uh, you still got a chance. <laughs> but then they opened the suicide notes. And it the, again, they called it just ramblings of a disturbed human being. Apparently, there was no information about mm-hmm. how she felt, what she was going through, nothing, or who she was. But then they opened this lockbox and in the lockbox, they find these documents that are like an old birth certificate from someone whose name isn't her name and an application for a social security card and a letter from whoa, whoa. a judge. So she's like Jason Bourne or something. Yeah. And so with these documents, they do some research and they find out that her name, Lori Erica Kennedy, which is, that's who she was when she married Blake Ruff. Ruff, yeah. That wasn't her name. Her name. Oh, really? Yeah. Her name was Becky Sue Turner, except. <laughs> that sounds made up. It does sound made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except that wasn't her name, because doing more research, what? they found out that Becky Sue Turner was a two-year-old girl who died in a fire in Washington Holy State. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. So Whoa. all this information comes out after her suicide, and as a result, there is a massive community of people that are sleuthing out um, who this woman was. There's a Whoa. whole community of people that are like amateur detectives online Whoa. that sort of meet on Reddit and on these other websites and try to like Porn sort of crowdsource figuring out who people are and who killed who and stuff. Um, oh, shit. So, and for that reason, um, I'm not going to get into extreme detail with this. First of all, sure. because I uh, just found out about this woman. <laughs> uh, and secondly, because... All of those people did all that. So if you're looking for details, just Google this woman, and like, there are all sorts of theories. Yeah. Um, wow. So here are the facts, though that they that they know. Um, in July fifth, uh, sorry, no, that's wrong. Um, June sixteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. She. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm fucking these dates up. By the Sorry. way, guys, if you come up with your own theories to this crime, feel free to post them up on Wikipedia and just completely ruin the internet with false information. Oh my God, that'd be great. There's a whole <laughs> Reddit thread about this. Just make shit up, please, God. It'd be so awesome. I hate Reddit. A part of uh, me is like, yeah, just fuck them up. <laughs> um, come up with your own theories. Okay, I got it organized in my head. Sorry. Um, So May 98... 98- May 1988, she requested the birth certificate from Becky Sue Turner, the 
deceased two-year-old uh, in at a court in Bakersfield. Okay. Uh, she gets the birth certificate, goes to Idaho, uses the birth certificate to get a driver's license in the name Becky Sue Turner, goes to Dallas, and then on July 5th, 1988, used the birth certificate and the driver's license she had gotten to legally... to. That's her identity. So she legally changes her name in Texas from Becky Sue Turner to Lori Erica Kennedy. Whoa. Hey, wait. Real quick. She bought someone's birth certificate? Yeah. Again, I don't know how you do that. That's crazy. (laughs) If that's a loophole for dead babies' birth certificates, you can just buy? I think that you can just... It's matter of public record and you can request someone's birth certificate i'm also gonna uh, that can't be right i'm gonna i'm gonna assume because this is identity theft it's um illicit like she did it illegally yeah it just doesn't match up that you could just a bunch of the accounts that i read said that that they think um because this was like at the time of the like it's like proto internet times Uh it's the near the beginning of the fucking internet and really when no one's using it people just have email yeah i just bought uh, a birth certificate i'm mark zuckerberg uh, give me all of mark zuckerberg stuff people <laughs> people think that she used uh I'm a baby. An, what people that one of those people that calls themselves an identity broker or what we would call an identity broker which was a thing that oh. existed way more before the internet was prevalent that's um, so cool someone who was basically the internet <laughs> uh, hi i'm jonathan internet basically they just like know a judge who will break the law for you or whatever um, I love the idea of a person who's just the internet He's like, do you want to look at new teens? And then he just rolls up his shirt. He's like, just imagine it. (laughs) I'm Jonathan Internet. (laughs) Do you want to buy a book or a car seat? Uh, (laughs) New glasses? Well, you want to buy a CD? Okay. You want to watch Armageddon? Okay. Okay, I'll describe it to you. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> Jonathan Internet. John Internet. <laughs> John Internet. Um, and now wow. that I'm real, I'm realizing that I think I made it up that she. I literally said she got the birth certificate from a court. Yeah. I made that up. It oh, didn't okay. say court. It just said she got it in Bakersfield. I don't know what that means. That could be. Court. <laughs> it could yeah, be court. I, I, that's good for you to clear up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, to get the sort of legal documents, you do have to kind of. That's why prove. it was like it's something illegal, but they definitely had to remove it from legal. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's interesting how, like, how to know to do that. But then again, I don't know. Maybe <coughs> there's no, there's other things too. Like, maybe she did some research and found out that the Bakersfield court system is just way looser with that. Yeah. And ma- like, honestly, totally. Maybe she just walked into the office and was like, I'm Becky Sue Turner and I need a new birth certificate. And they were like, We're Bakersfield. <laughs> We let anybody be anyone. <laughs> Bakersfield is in Kern County. Did you know this? When during it's that during that three month period when uh, gay marriage was legalized in California and then fucking repealed with Prop Eight, uh, yeah, when yeah. gay marriage was legal, uh, Kern County made all marriage illegal out of spite. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, gays can marry." Well, no one can marry. Like, really, Bakersfield? Like, come Bust on. Bust up a wedding that's happening between two heterosexual people. Hey, fuck you, queers. You all think you can do what gay people like to do? There's nothing... Straight people are gay now. <laughs> and being gay is bad. Holy shit. 
Bakersfield is. Anyway, I fucked my family in the Kern River. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're from Bakersfield. I don't mean to shit on you, <laughs> but that was fucked up that you guys did that. Fuck you. Well, it's kind of odd. I mean, can we going back to um, her? I, I just think that's like you know why is she trying to change her identity? Okay, yeah. At a young so age, it would seem. I mean, like she what's did that. going on? Um, the last part of her identity change, by the way, was she got a new social security number as Lori Erica Kennedy because holy shit, you can she do that. legally changed her. Yeah, I guess when you legally change your name, you can do that. You get it's a new number? Fucking crazy, dude! Man. I want my na- number to be six 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 sixty nine four twenty, dude. And then what's so- up? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sake of social. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm a dead baby. I have the coolest social security number ever. <laughs> I'm a dead baby. I'm a dead baby, but I'm really huge now. Hi, I'm Lori Erica Kennedy. I'm a dead baby. Um, I'm also an identity theft, and I have a GED. <laughs> That's the crazy thing, is that once she changed her identity and got a new social security number, she then, she then promptly... Uh, Got a GED, went to community college, Damn. and then got a bachelor's degree. Whoa, it's that easy. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like she went to sc- no, she went to school. Oh no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. she got a GED. She went to community college and then got a bachelor's degree. Yeah, I mean, like it was pretty easy for someone who just created a new identity. Yeah, I guess my point is, high school is a sham, and you don't need to go, and you could just steal an identity and. Ace your GED and be in bat, get your well, bachelor's degree. you can also degree. just qu- quit high school and get a GED without changing your identity <laughs> if you want. It's it never, the I same never thing. knew when I was going to high school that you could just quit. Oh, totally. Well, no, the reason I said it was crazy, though, is like you think of someone who steals, who changes their identity, steals an identity, changes their identity entirely. You think they're going to go around and rob banks and shit. But what she did was get a high school diploma, get a college degree, get yeah. married and have kids. <laughs> it's just like, why did you do that? <laughs> That's so That's insane. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. That is the worst super villain ever. <laughs> yeah. You just... Well, finally, I'm away from this thing that yeah. no one knows what it is. So I'll just be normal, finally. Um, so yeah, you fake your own death just so you could like have a milkshake and kiss your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get this name right. Okay, so there is. The Ruff family hired a bunch of private investigators to try to figure out who this woman is. And the Cliff Notes version is they couldn't figure out who she was. They got to Becky Sue Turner, but couldn't figure out who the real person behind Becky Sue Turner was. Wow. And so, again, there's this whole online community, people trying to figure it out. And then uh, I think because of all of this buzz about her, in 2013, a forensic genealogist and nuclear physicist named Colleen Fitzpatrick finds out about Lori Erica Ruff gets in contact with the family and then starts helping them find out. She gets like a DNA a DNA sample from Lori's uh daughter. Hmm. Uses that to like sort of um uh what's the word? Um like ex- figure out which part of her DNA is associated with her mother. Yeah, yeah, map it. Uh, map yeah. The, uh... And map it out and then through a series of like between her and some other private investigators and the family using that DNA to see who it's connected to. They slowly built a family tree of people she could be connected to and eventually found this guy named Michael Cassidy 
who was related to her in some way. So they go and visit this guy. Okay. And they show him and his family who's there uh, the photo of her. And immediately their family goes, oh, my God, that's Kimberly. And it turns out her name is Kimberly McLean. Whoa. Yeah. Michael Cassidy, I believe. Third identity. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So crazy. Uh, Oh, wow. Michael Cassidy, I believe, uh, is her cousin. Tom Cassidy was her uncle. I could be getting that wrong. I believe that's true. Either way, Michael Cassidy wasn't her, like, in her nuclear family, but he was in her, like, close extended family. Um, And it turns out that... What happened was, according to Michael Cassidy, she had a completely fine, nice childhood, and then her parents got divorced, her mom got re- remarried, and she just ran away. Oh, wow. And there didn't seem to be any other reason aside from that. Uh, and that is the end of the story as far as research goes. <laughs> so... This whole internet sleuthing community is still like, that's not enough. There has to be a reason. And there are all these theories. Like, you read, people are like, I don't know. Maybe she was sexually assaulted by her new stepfather. Immediately, I do have theories. You know, I understand that. I do too. It's a very open ended story. It absolutely is. I do think it's really interesting to be like, it had to be assault. That's like a really, that's absolutely a possibility. Someone's running away from a family. She maybe didn't want people to know she was homeless for a while she ran away from home right where was she where was she right i mean that's that maybe you just don't want to even talk about there's some people. shame there well and there's yeah. another thing like there's a lot going on with that again sure. there's definitely a possibility that this guy michael cassidy was covering up some sort of awful situation at home whatever that could be because that's absolutely a reason to run away i but, would also say i just think it's incredible that she was able to do it oh yeah like if you ran away from home at a young age, just imagine having the the wherewithal, the knowledge to like steal an identity, change your identity. Oh yeah, like, it would just never even seem feasible to me to attempt such a thing. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. Like I fuck up all the time. There's no way I'm not gonna. I like- fucked up ten times in the past thirty <laughs> seconds. Uh, I show up tomorrow and I'm like, my name is Bill. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm trying to change my... Dave, just go with me on this. I'm changing my identity. <laughs> I don't want people to know I used to do comedy and do a suicide And my last podcast. name is Meet the Parents. <laughs> Bill, meet the parents. <laughs> I don't want people to know I did a suicide podcast. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I don't even know why I'm here right now talking to you. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I, it seems impressive to me to take on something like changing it's absolutely impressive twice. And like, and like you said, there are so many steps along the way where I could, you can make so many guesses about what happened mm-hmm. during the whole time where people didn't know what she was. People were guessing that she was all of these famous missing persons cases. Oh, like she kind of looks like this photo. Oh, that's and, so stupid. And now right? there's yeah theories like she, like I said, she was abused in some way or whatever. But like when you read about her, like I said, people mention she. Uh, rambled incoherently. She would leave parties because she needed to nap. She, When they looked at her suicide notes, they were incoherent ramblings of what they say was a disturbed person. Okay. She ran away from home. So, like, I don't know this person, and I have no clue what was happening, but, like, 
there is such a possibility that she had some sort of mental illness her whole life. Yeah. And like the we're rambling incoherently. I mean, that sounds that sounds like some psychosis. Right, like, but later stages maybe, you know. Yeah, so later stages creeping up over there's years. There's also the possibility that that was just like a stress-induced thing because like the other it's so fascinating. You could never yeah. know because one thing that's possible is that she could have had the a mental illness her whole life and that's why she ran away and that's why she did these things that don't entirely make sense, but mm-hmm. she was sort she was pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Also, she could have started rambling and writing incoherently and acting really erratically later in life because the stress of all the lies throughout her life were coming to a head and she was about to lose her children and her fucking marriage because of it. Yeah, you know wow, what I mean? that's a great point. I mean, that's so much stress. And so, yeah, it's so hard to know, but I will also yeah. say this. I don't think that me... There are things in my life where if I were to describe to you why I did them, you would mm-hmm. be like, Dave, that's not a big deal. But like, <laughs> you never know what's a big deal to someone. Oh, absolutely. Maybe she was like, my mom got divorced. Fuck this. <laughs> it was right. Just like, yeah. I don't even... And then she's 16 and she's like, I'm getting a new identity. I don't want those people to be able to find me. Fuck them. They left my dad. Sure. I love my dad. Or they left my mom. Yeah. I love my... Whatever. You can never know. I'd say, yeah. I mean, with this case, say... You know, we won't know a lot of specifics, but maybe let's talk in generals about a couple things. Sure. One, I feel is like a lot of families don't don't know how to deal with mental illness. Right. It's it's this thing that's like, you know, when somebody's like mentally retarded, it's very easy to be like, oh, like, (laughs) I get it. I get why it's sad. Yeah. But when somebody's mentally ill, they're usually either fucking really aggressive or really depressed. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a negative stereotype. Well, and this is the eighties. It's not like we were talking about mental illness that oh, much. Oh, not at all. Yeah, and I, I don't want to like, necessarily She got the heebie-jeebies, better shocker in the brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she likes Oingo Boingo, shocker in the brain. <laughs> wow. She's attracted to women, shocker in the brain. Um, I was just going with 80s trips. She likes mall madness, shocker oh, in the brain. I, I, I she likes see. Urkel. <laughs> Shocker in the brain. She plays guess who too much. <laughs> yeah, and I again, I, I think it's almost important to maybe distance guessing about this case because we won't know a lot of specifics. But but my point is that a lot of families don't know how to deal with it, and they just I, a lot of people who wind up homeless are from just families that didn't know how to deal with mental illness. And right. it's like my son is just aggressive. I'm literally afraid for my life. Right. I or or so they who, kick him out. They kick him out. They kick him out on the street, you know? And it's like so that's just maybe one thing I want to address that it's like, you know, it's 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 a stressful thing for families. Like sure. they don't know what well, is even happening cuz especially they can even get the yeah to the doctor. If you, know? you are don't come from a place and most people don't come from this place. If you don't come from a place of being literate about mental illness, like people that talk about it, go to therapy like it's a normal thing to do, like going to the doctor is, which it is. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're literate about it. I read Mad magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if that was my one thing. Uh, um, I read mad. So yeah, like if you're in a family like that, then yeah. like it's not entirely your fault because like people 
if people don't understand mental illness, you like you said, it doesn't manifest itself as that different. Mm. It just seems like you're being a dick or you don't like me or you <laughs> oh, want to yeah. be alone yeah. or something like that. It takes a and, long time to spiral out. And that's why like so many like so many people that were bullied or were considered like nerds or whatever is just like that guy just sits in a corner or whatever and you know like yeah. it's just different than you and his brain is works differently or whatever. But they're like he's weird well, let's yeah. punch him yeah uh, I, I think it's just this weird thing we we don't know how to even address yet as a society is i mean we're, we're making steps but it's funny because yeah. i mean you can really see the difference in like <laughs> like japan just doesn't even address mental illness like, right half the time and everyone kills themselves yeah like it's just like the statistics are like way off and it's like you know i think we make maybe a little bit more strides but i think it's like it's still this thing that is just it's still People taboo. Don't want to talk about it. yeah, exactly, exactly. No one wants to be like. I actually even think that I was thinking about this lately. How like I do. There are there are a handful of people who are like pretty actively trying to normalize mental illness and make people aware that basically everyone has it, mm-hmm. some form of it, mm-hmm. because it's your brain and there's wiring and wires get crossed <laughs> and the world throughout is your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a million things. So there's going on. like everybody has triggers, everybody's in pain. It's very hard to deal with and knowing about it is the only true way to deal with it and make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh but now like Hell this yeah. thing happens that happened that kind of sucks, which is like in that movement, it became sort of in the forefront, and a lot of young people are much more okay talking about mental illness. So now it's become sort of cool to talk <laughs> about your mental illness, and now we have another version of people not understanding mental illness, where I literally see people on Twitter just being like, I'm bipolar, so that's why I'm a bitch. And you're just like, what? Like <laughs> 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 Dude, you have to stop following Jenny McCarthy <laughs> on Twitter. That's so funny. Uh, I know exactly what you actually, mean. Actually, that was a tweet from Pat Oswalt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it, you make a good point. I, I'd say I, I'm guilty sometimes of like almost like uh, armchair diagnosing myself. Oh, I do Which that is, too. But uh, yeah. but I would I I mean, but that's like to myself. I would never be like, so here's my thing. Well, it's also not I think that we we are confusing acknowledgement with uh which is a good thing with scapegoating, which is a bad thing. Or <laughs> like or yeah. we're compounding scapegoating on top of an acknowledgement. Because like mm-hmm. I think the simplest thing is like social awkwardness. We we have now evangelized social awkwardness in American society where it's like not only cool, but like people at times strive to be that because it's been fucking uh, talked about in such an endearing way on TV and movies. Uh, But like, it's bad to be socially awkward, but it's not wrong. You're not evil or bad. It happened to you. You have to deal with it. But like just at a basic human level, you it's better to be able to interact with other human beings it's better for you yeah. and it's better for them to, to work towards that and so i'm not ideal. saying like <laughs> fuck you if you're socially awkward i was socially awkward for so so long oh, yeah. and still am for in some ways but like i think you've so- never looked me in the eyes what this entire podcast <laughs> <laughs> you just what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> just autistically stare at the crowd. But yeah, no, yeah, no, but it's, like, it's a hard thing. It's the, a truth of life, but it's hard to work towards. Yeah, but yeah. So the point I'm trying to make, I'm like trying to connect a few dots, and I'm losing it a little, but I can do it. Uh, the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is like we 
you you sort of lose uh, the uh, the good part of everyone accepting mental illness when you forget that we should be trying to get better mm -hmm. rather than just saying I have it and since everyone thinks it's cool I yeah. got it so I just got it and no, I am this true. because that's like true. that's true yeah man my heart goes out to you I have mental illness but but like the only way to feel better in your life is to work on it and it's a never-ending lifelong <laughs> process and struggle <laughs> you'll always have it but getting better no, makes right. you feel better and yeah, yeah we've <laughs> when I see people tweet like yeah I'm just bipolar so anyway like Man. Yeah, it's going to be a hard <laughs> road for you to just identify as that. I mean, it's exactly. It's like, you know, whatever you have um, doesn't define you, but it certainly is a characteristic of you that you now have to, like, acknowledge. And hopefully, when you're in a right position in life, you can work beyond it. Yeah. You know, like, if you have support around you, like, it's a good time to... You know, become more social, get more friends, uh, you know, put more positive things around you in life and work towards, you know, getting yourself out of bad, repetitive patterns. And it's a gradual process. And like, I honestly think like, say anybody who's depressed, like, honestly, give yourself like two years of just like, I have to dig myself out of this. Yeah. And it's going to be me putting up a lot of groundwork and a lot of steps that's going to just build. But it does work. And here's yeah, the other thing I guess I yeah. should say, like because we get we actually get a particularly I think the amount of emails we get, the of me the mental illnesses you can have, the most common one that you guys share with us is bipolar. Sure, um we've yeah. gotten a bunch of emails from people who say they're bipolar and I and all of them I've read you're dealing with it and I respect it so much. Because uh, I know it's so hard and it's making me realize that actually what I was just bitching about is people uh, appropriating other people's mental illness. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, no one yeah, who's I'm bipolar sure. is like stoked. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was weird. I was like all bipolar at Chipotle today. Like they told me that they didn't have chicken, and I was like, Ch "What? Like fuck you! I'm not bipolar today. Like have respect for me." Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I've gone to therapy. I've taken medication. I still wouldn't even 100 know how to tell you what my diagnosis is yeah as far as, i mean i've been like oh manic depressive that makes sense like sometimes i'm really up and sometimes i'm really you know sad and yeah i mean like i think i just have <laughs> depression in general and like i know right. how dark those thoughts have gone so the only know. one it's the funny only to solid identify yourself by your thing you know totally right exactly be the same if it was like well i'm the depressed comic <laughs> right i'm depressed well oh i have depression this was all just a really long way of saying the that even though we are doing much better in america with mental illness in some ways we're even further behind and we still have a long way to go with understanding it USA. so like USA. <laughs> who knows and like it's so funny i studied i i studied psychology <laughs> and so, oh my God, that's actually cool. Oh man, uh, yeah, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, my friend. Whoa, bachelor party! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, when I got my bachelor's degree, I had a bachelor party. <laughs> Listen, I didn't graduate um, uh, college, so I'm a little sensitive. Uh, the only reason I brought it up is that, like, one of the things I learned, like, we went through the DSM, which is, you know, the DSM oh, yeah, is, yeah. right? 
it's the like basically like catalog of abnormal psychology, all of the possible mental illnesses yeah. you can have. <laughs> and it and I, so I was it's like, pretty funny to read. I would file through it, and uh, every single uh, mental disorder, the the symptoms, the way that you diagnose it are completely amorphous. It's just like, literally like, if you were to look at bipolar disorder, it's it, it will say something like, someone who is bipolar is someone who has five of the following ten symptoms, maybe. <laughs> Here's how um, to maybe treat it. It's cocaine. <laughs> Hit them on the head. Kick their balls. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. That's what's so fucked up game. about it. We're, and that's why I think we do this podcast and why our hearts go out to you so much. It's so hard. It's so hard to even know you have it, and then it's so hard to deal with it, and then on top of that, it's hard with the whole all of America around you uh, just going, wait, what's wrong with you? <laughs> have we talked about <laughs> Freud, how it's like, it's just... You want to fuck your mom. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's just the person who's treating you is just like, you want to do coke? <laughs> you want to fuck your mom too, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, totally. You know, it's like we really are in the... Just dipping our toes, uh, sorry, dipping our toes into understanding. No tolls. <laughs> I said what boots. I said, and I meant it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I feel like we're still really just figuring out that, like, normal people are kind of going crazy. Yeah, it's not this abstract small section of society. We are all dealing with depression. There's a huge opiate like addiction yeah. inside of this country. I think it is. People really coming to grips with like how banal and awful existence is, especially <laughs> yeah. now that we're all tapped into it and stuff. Yeah. So that that doesn't strike me almost as weird that people be like, "Yeah, I'm bipolar," and it's just say what the president treated, you know, tweeted yeah. today, like we're all gonna die, like whatever. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone like, told me too, like you know, um, that apparently when your phone buzzes, it it. Really, it like instigate instigates. What's the, I can't think of words today. Sure, initiates initiates a dopamine response. Sure, and it's basically the exact same response you would get if you're in the woods and you see a bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hold on, Dave. Are you saying that show Black Mirror is about us? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you know a that bear? if you look at it, a black mirror, it's your phone. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wait, you feel like a bear is in the woods? It's a fear response. It's fear. Because it's your body. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's not what it is. It's your body alerting you to a problem. <laughs> Wait, that's not what it is. It's ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> your body feels like it's getting ice cream. Like you, it since. That's crazy. Yeah. Your body is being alerted of something and you're subconsciously aware of that. So your phone buzzes and you're like, what's wrong? Is basically what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And so we're dealing with that all day. And I was th- like, When I was talking to my friend about that, it occurred to me, like, it wasn't really that long ago that we all had to be self-sufficient. Like, the reason that we had families was because if you had a ton of kids, they could work on the farm. You know what I mean? And, like, the man fucking worked the farm. And the woman, like, Dave's getting real all right. (laughs) Yeah. And the woman belongs in the house. Uh, (laughs) Every woman should be a kitchen. (laughs) Her head should be a stove and her butt's a washing machine. Damn right. I fucked my kitchen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I know. It wasn't that long ago that that, our society and us as people, we were arranged in all of these ways that had to do with 
survival. Oh, yeah. And like every day you worked and you had to be concerned with either hunting or making fucking vegetables or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're, we're, we're programmed. I've, I've listened like, to this too. We're programmed to have a problem. And that's healthy because it's helped us survive. Because you're like, okay, yeah. what's the thing I need to address? But sometimes when you're living in a pretty sweet, you know, existence, now even the, you the, can still put it on other shit. Absolutely, people don't have real problems. But that's kind of the point. Is sometimes you will notice with your own depression where you're exaggerating problems that aren't real or problems well, that are also, maybe. There's also just a real thing where, like, if your mind is occupied. And you're doing physical labor, your body is occupied mm-hmm. a lot of hours of the day. You literally can't even think about the things that you and I ruminate on that explode our depression. Sure. Uh, and people have had depression forever, I would imagine, but that distraction and that like kinetic work would yeah. make it less there. And now, like, <laughs> there's just so much more, so much less of that. And I, w- I would say they're not not thinking of these things. It's more like with a car, like, it, you need to occasionally pull off on the side of the road if you've been driving all day. Yeah. And it's like your mind is going about your, all your problems. Exactly. And if you never have the ability to just pull over and stop, then you're, it's going to be bad. Your car is going to overheat. You're going to totally. die. You know, it's, the, it's the same sort of thing. Your car's, your you brain just, is a car. Guys. Evolutionarily, <laughs> we, aren't, we haven't been set up to be people with this much time to think. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've talked about this so much on stage. I think we're both in the same yeah. you know, thought about this, that it's like, you know, human civilization is a, as far as even we define it, is maybe a, you know, a hundred-year-old concept. You know, like people beyond that, you wouldn't even identify it with. Right. You'd be like, these are Their monsters. Their life was completely different. <laughs> these are monsters. Right. <laughs> like, it's not a civilization you could even live in, you know. I remember so learning yeah, about really Vikings like... in school <laughs> and just the phrase rape and pillage being casually thrown around. And, and uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds like the most horrifying thing ever. <laughs> he pillaged me. Yeah. <laughs> People get really mad about pillaging. About the pill- yeah. We're not talking about all the Hollywood pillaging that's happening. <laughs> I was pillaged. Sure, sure, we talk about the rapes, but are we talking about Harvey Weinstein setting fire to actors' huts <laughs> and stealing? their livestock <laughs> we don't talk nearly enough about that there is a lot of livestock theft in Hollywood <laughs> oh, oh man. man this has been a, an interesting app. yeah I mean are people gonna have to like do a deep dive on this person to see all the conspiracies if they're interested but no there's a lot of uh, there, there are a lot of articles you'll find it right away yeah um, I'd say guys If you're gonna look it up Go in with no judgment Understand that life Is very difficult for people Especially people who give up Their home life And yeah, maybe are I'm dealing so curious. With some mental imbalance You know I'm so curious And I will never know <laughs> Yeah this is a real Like unsolved mysteries Almost app I do think it's so funny Though like uh, That conversation we had About mental illness mm-hmm. It was Our lack of familiarity With it And the Oh, yeah, there was one last thing I wanted to say about that, because you were saying it, how, like, everyone has it, we're learning. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons everyone has it is because our life is different now than it was all of the thousands of years before. (laughs) But also one of the reasons it's we all have it is that we just do. And I, man, I guess, I guess I'm just curious when 
if we will ever actually just accept that. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think we'll ever get to a point as a society where people are like, yeah, I mean, it's just difficult to be a person and we all talk about it like it's normal and we all go to therapy because we should. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point, dude. I mean, woof. I I would say all of... Like, we'll all die in a nuclear fire before that happens, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say there's maybe more pressing things that are maybe about to happen or could happen. Yeah, I know. I I think um, just dealing with the human experience and maybe, like, understanding humanism is going to be a while's off. Yeah. For... American society, let alone the rest of the world. You know, I mean, like... Hey, man, maybe it's a lot like working on yourself. You keep working and you get better, but you only get better. You never actually fix the entire problem. Damn, are those Billy <laughs> Joel lyrics? Mental Health Minute <laughs> with Dave Ross. You can't see, but I'm looking off into the sunset right now. It's beautiful. Um, uh, guys, this has been a great app. Uh, please check out yeah. the uh, Patreon episodes if you want a little bit more of our ribald cutting humor. Patreon.com slash buddies. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we hope you take care of yourselves this week. Thanks for listening. I love you. <laughs> you can't say that. Thanks for listening to the show. Just a reminder, we joke around on this show a lot because we've thought about suicide a lot, so we're comfortable with it. But if you are right now thinking about suicide, having any suicidal thoughts at all, if you're coming close, I can't urge you enough to talk to a professional. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there. 1-800-273-TALK. Call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will talk you through it and help you know that you are loved on this earth and you don't need to leave us. Thanks again for listening to the show. See you next time.